0: Bill Thompson, T-Bill, Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today's Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. Okay, uh, we have continued volatility in the market. However, the markets are surging at the moment. It's 2.38 in the afternoon Eastern Time. Uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average up 706 points, up 2.02%. S&P 500 up 1.65%. NASDAQ Composite up 0.87%. Okay, we'll have to see if that continues on. But uh, what, what I mentioned the other day is the market tends to overreact, particularly on the downside, and many times tends to oversell on negative news and then reassesses uh, things and begins to recover. So what we're seeing here is uh, the market is reassessing the risk from the new um, COVID variant. Uh, And things can still change quite a bit, obviously, as the doctors and scientists are still looking at the data. But so far, uh, the patients that have um, uh, been afflicted with this Omicron variant uh, have had very mild symptoms and some of them have actually already recovered. So market is looking at that. So uh, we'll see, we'll probably see continued volatility in the market, but there could be some opportunities there also. Okay, so in a little bit we'll talk about today is the 20th anniversary of the bankruptcy of Enron. Uh, Let's see what else we're gonna talk about today. College applications up 22%. Ford has the number one pickup truck, selling pickup truck, 40, 50 year in a row. Uh, Congress has avoided another government shutdown. Uh, I mentioned the other day a couple of technology stocks to keep an eye on, Amarella and Box. We now have a third one that is surging today. And we're also gonna to talk today about the Major League Baseball locking out, the owners locking out the players as of midnight last night after spending a record $1.4 billion on salaries. Uh, so we'll talk about that also. All right, so college applications are up 22%. Well, you know, I think it's obvious one reason a lot, of, a lot of people looking to go to college probably held off, you know, in 2020 and even into 2021 you know, fear about possible COVID exposure on campus. So I think that's part of what we're seeing here. I think there's more to it, though. I I think you also have a situation where Yet a lot of people, you know, got used to being at home, uh, you know, more flexibility with their families, just their work schedules and so forth. And so for a lot of people, rather than go back to an eight hour a day job that they might, as an example, be, you know, standing at a cash register or something, uh, perhaps are looking to go back to school, acquire new skills uh, to ev- eventually, you know, have a more flexible work schedule, partial work from home. So. Uh, there, there could be something to say for that also. That could be a motivation for quite a few people, which is good. Uh, you know, that was part of my motivation to go to college. I, I remember when uh, we moved here from New York to Florida when I was 14, and I got a summer job doing outdoor construction in the Florida heat Uh and that, that was interesting, uh, you know, uh, digging ditches in the Florida heat and humidity. That was a motivation for me to get inside and air conditioning, become a stockbroker. So anyway, uh, but yeah, we got, uh, so we got that going on there. So uh, good news there. Uh, Ford, uh, I actually didn't realize this. Um, they apparently, uh, their Ford F-Series pickup, uh, it says here that they are America's best-selling vehicle for 40th straight year. I didn't realize that was the best-selling vehicle, uh, and it is the 45th consecutive year as the best-selling truck. All right, so you know, keep an eye on Ford. Um, a couple of things with the auto industry. I think we're going to see. You know, they've had some obviously some supply issues with these uh, computer chips. I think you may see manufacturing of those begin to move back into the United States. Uh, but the other thing too. Um, Ford announced the other day that they are going to be um, developing their own uh, electric truck. There was some talk they were going to do a partnership with Rivian, R-I-V-N, which Ford owns 12% of, Uh, Amazon owns 20% of it, Uh, Rivian already has an electric truck out there, but both Rivian and Ford announced that they would be going uh, separate ways as far as developing an electric truck. And one thing about electric vehicles I mentioned the other day too is a possible play with electric vehicles is going to be investing in companies involved with charging stations. So I'm going to find some uh, companies involved with that and see if we can find some pure plays in that. But that could be something to keep an eye on. All right. So we got that uh, Apple stock down just a little bit today. They are they were down about 1% when I checked earlier. Uh, they were telling their suppliers that uh, they are seeing some decreased demand uh, with iPhones, but you know, Apple fundamentally down 0.72% at the moment, but uh, a- Apple um, fundamentally still a strong company. I-, I mentioned the other day in the down market they were up. Uh, as investors looked at them as a safe haven uh, because of their $63 billion in cash that they're uh, uh, carrying. So fundamentally, this is still strong. iPhone sales overall is still strong. Uh, so there could be some opportunities to buy into the uh, downturns. Uh, Congress has struck a deal to avoid another government shutdown one day before the deadline. I've talked about this in the past. Uh, I started talking, I think, way back in September. You know, it gets a lot of press. The whole government's going to shut down. They can't authorize new spending, new borrowing. Uh, and It always gets worked out, even though it gets a lot of press. I saw an estimate from the Congressional Budget Office, which is actually nonpartisan, cbo.gov, estimating the government shutdown would cost $1.8 trillion a day. So anyway, so it gets a lot of press, but I don't know if I would spend too much time worrying about that. Uh, Okay, uh, so the other day I talked about, you know, some plays possibly with technology stocks that don't get a lot of press. And uh, we had Box, B-O-X is their symbol, Boy Oscar X-Ray. Basically, I I mentioned that they had just blown through their sales and profit estimates and said the uh, future looks pretty good for them. So Box actually um, surged on that news. Uh, and let's actually see what happened here um all right give you an idea this this company when that news was announced earlier in the week they went from around $23.50 a share up to around 26.50 which is percentage wise a big increase pulled back a little bit but today they're at 26.50 up 0.7% uh, from yesterday. They pulled back a little bit, but up. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye on them. Uh, good, good long term, possibly good long term play there. Um, also, perhaps short term. Um, anyway, Umbrella. Uh, let's see what they are doing right now. The uh, give me a second here. AMBA is their symbol. I believe it is. Yep. Uh, Apple, Mary, boy, uh, Apple. Uh, they, they pull back some, so you might see some opportunities to buy into these pullbacks, you know, just like the market overreacts sometimes investors overreact to good news or negative news on a company uh, Ambarella, just to give you an idea uh, they, they make uh, semiconductor chips used in high definition video or something like involved with that anyway um, the uh, cloud uh, box by the way is a cloud storage company they allow l- large files to be moved between Organizations within an organization access through almost any electronic device. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, yeah, Umbrella. Um, let's see, they were sitting at 176 dollars a share, and then announced these blockbuster earnings, shot up to 200 and. About two hundred twenty-three dollars a share, and they pulled back now at about one hundred ninety-nine dollars a share. So, this is a, a possible play. And you know, these this, these two companies uh, seems like their fundamentals are pretty strong, and they're not getting a lot of press compared to some of the bigger companies. So. Uh, amberella has been public, if I remember, about nine years, and Box about maybe almost three years, two and a half or so forth. We got a third one today, Snowflake. Uh, Symbol Snow, S-N-O-W. Uh, they are up 13% today. Uh, also, on good earnings news, so this could be a third play. Um, Symbol Snow, um, Sam, Nancy, uh, Oscar, William, Says here, Snowflake stock was soaring Thursday after the company, which specializes in cloud-based data services, posted quarterly earnings that smashed Wall Street's expectations. Many analysts say there are reasons to think the shares will keep rising. All right, well, you know, I, as far as the analysts, uh, we'll talk. I'll talk about them another day. They're they, they're wrong as often as they're right, but uh, but still, things do look pretty good here for uh, Snowflake. So. That would be a third one I would probably say keep an eye on. All right, so we got that. Uh, Major League Baseball, all right. They've had labor issues over the years. Um, I I remembered back in 1994 when the World Series was canceled. All right, so what happened? Uh, The labor contract ended last night. Uh, The owners spent a record $1.4 billion yesterday signing, re-signing their players and signing new players, and then locked the players out a few hours later, I guess, claiming they're in financial distress. Uh, So anyway, all right, so keep an eye out for this. Uh, I think the issue will be, you know, obviously we've got a ways to go until spring training, but... Uh, if this starts cutting into spring training, you know the start of the season, it could be a big issue on several fronts. One, uh, the TV contracts could be an issue. Uh, obviously, you know baseball is well aware. They did lose a lot of fans in 1994. Apparently, uh, that never came back, uh, and uh, that you know the, they found other things to do. And today, with all the different things people can do, baseball has to be careful that you know fans leave and just never come back. Uh, there's also the issue with Congress. Uh, baseball, uh, sports are considered part of the entertainment industry. And Major League Baseball is the only entity in the entertainment industry, at least that I'm aware of, that is specifically authorized by the Congress of the United States to operate as a monopoly with no legal competition, Uh, It is called Baseball's Antitrust Exemption. It's been around since 1922. Uh, Technically, there is a way to form another major league, but it it would be extremely difficult due to the antitrust exemption. So anyway, if you're interested, you could read up on that, but there's also the possibility that... uh, Congress could threaten to pull out Major League's uh, Baseball's antitrust exemption and allow a new Major League to be formed. There's a lot of cities that have teams, you know, in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and so forth, that would love to have a Major League Baseball team. Uh, And so... That That's something, uh, keep an eye on this for baseball. Uh, where that antitrust exemption came from, just so you guys know, um, baseball is a very old sport. The National League was actually founded way back in 1876. Uh, 25 years later, the American League was formed in 1901. Uh, it has to do with a third major league that once existed back in the 19-teens, we'll call it, the Federal League. Uh, the Federal League was not recognized by the American and National League, and, uh, and they managed to put it out of business. But after that, they persuaded Congress to make it illegal to form another major league. So that's due to the Federal League. Uh, on a trivia note, um, when the Federal League went out of business, they had built, the owners had built some brand new stadiums that the American and National League teams then began to occupy. Uh, Even today in the year 2021, there is one federal league stadium still being used in Major League Baseball. And this this stadium is so associated with this team, a lot of people don't even realize it wasn't built for them. Uh, And and that team is the Chicago Cubs and the stadium is Wrigley Field. Uh, Wrigley Field was not built for the Chicago Cubs. It was actually built for the Chicago Whales of the federal league. And when the whales uh, went out of business, uh, the Cubs moved in, I believe, in 1916. So a little trivia there. All right, the last thing today. Today is the 20th anniversary of the bankruptcy of Enron. Now, I I remember Enron well. At one point, they were America's sixth largest company. They were chosen twice by Fortune magazine as America's most innovative uh, um, uh, company back in the late uh, 1990s. Uh, and even like around 1998, 1999, they were considered to be America's first 21st century company, and then the entire company collapsed in 24 days. Um, America's biggest bankruptcy ever, 20 years ago today. All right, so a little summary here. Um, Enron traded on the New York Stock Exchange under the symbol E.N.E. Edward Nancy Edward. Uh, they were based out of Houston, Texas, and. Uh, they were involved with oil trading, uh, pipelines, all kinds of stuff, and they got involved with lots of new businesses. They they had a contract with Blockbuster to provide video streaming, uh, just all kinds of stuff. And uh, so, what happened? Their numbers just every quarter just blew through them. You know, sales were going up, profits, everything else. And a lot of us in the financial industry weren't paying that close attention to their numbers. See, the thing to remember, whether you're a stockbroker or an investor. We're looking at thousands of companies at a time. And what happened is these financial statements that are released, uh, income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement, a lot of people think those are the financial statements. They're not, they're summaries of the financial statements. Uh, The true financial statements are called 10Q for quarterly or or 10K for yearly reports. And you can always Google that to look for a company like Disney 10K report and bring it up. Uh, Those are the detailed financial statements. But anyway, here's the thing. Uh, Companies don't release their own numbers. Uh, They have to be certified by an independent accounting firm. And, And Enron had very complex accounting they were using, but so did General Electric and other companies. Nobody accused them of anything. But Enron's accounting firm was Arthur Anderson. It was America's oldest and probably most respected accounting firm. And Arthur Anderson said the numbers were correct. So we believe, you know, Arthur Anderson, Uh, Until we found out later, Enron was paying Arthur Anderson a million dollars a week to say the numbers were correct. So as Enron fell, uh, Arthur Anderson fell right along with them. Enron, 20,000 people lost their job as they went out of business. Uh, Arthur Anderson, 29,000, lost their jobs there. Uh, So anyway, Enron, the whole thing just collapsed in, like I said, 24 days. Uh, it, that was 20 years ago today, the bankruptcy. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about Enron, as I mentioned on a previous session, there's a really good movie out there called The Smartest Guys in the Room, which perhaps many of you have seen. Uh, it's a really good movie. It's, I believe it's on some of the streaming services. And um, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary. I mean, a documentary on accounting scandal sounds boring to me, and I'm in the industry. Uh, but they did a really good job with this. It's actually a really interesting movie to watch. So you might want to check that out and uh, learn a little bit more about Enron. All right, so we're going to wrap it up for today. Hope this stuff is helping. Again, Bill Thompson, T Bell. Talk to everybody again soon. See ya. <music>